My name is Syph Morris, and this is This Week in Car Audio. Tune in, tune in, tune in, This Week in Car Audio. Tune in, tune in, What we talking about, bass? Talking about chips, talking about rings. You ain't got them, zip your lip. You got a problem you ever found? Check your grounds. This show about to start. Start. Tune in, tune in, tune in, tune in. Welcome to This Week in Car Audio. My guests this week are Marissa O'Brien in the to my right, and that would be to your screen left, and down below us is Aaron Shield. Good morning, ladies, or afternoon. So um, I'm going to start off with Aaron. Aaron was a DB drag racer. She competed and became a continental champion down in Laughlin in 2007 eight. 2008 eight. Uh, same same time that uh, what's his name Andrew McCain set his world record or won his world first world title in DB drag for Super Street three to four um, so tell us a little bit about your trip there we drove separate cars down. <laughs> so, so for you guys that don't know, she's married to Will Levers. So, okay. So, sorry. So, yep. in case somebody doesn't know who you're, who we are. Right. Um, so we drove her car down. He had his wall in his, so he had the tools in his trunk, and my trunk was full of stuff and amp, and so I had the clothes in my seat. Very interesting border crossing. Um, because <laughs> they didn't see any clothes for him, and was thought I was coming down to race my neon, um, <laughs> at some track down there because they didn't understand what DB drag was. Right. And yeah, I think it took like three days to get down there because I don't drive very long distance very well. <laughs> About three hours, I'm done. I'm bored. Okay. I want to get out of the car, so it took a while to get down there. And then our other guest is Marissa O'Brien. So we got Marissa up there. Marissa has a YouTube video that has well over 77,000 views of her doing her hair trick thing. Also one of the founding members of Bitches of Bass. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Um, tell us a little bit about, about your background in this car stereo world. So I started as just the girlfriend, and I went to all of the competitions and stuff with Thomas, who is my husband. Um, and then shortly after he, I think it was after he did his fourth order, um, I found a Honda, and so I decided to buy a Honda and start competing, and the rest is history. <laughs> just not a Honda. That was La Fonda. That was La Fonda, the heavy Honda. That's right. Yes. <laughs> she rode low. Yeah, it was not safe. <laughs> it was not. So uh, real quick, I am going to uh, play a quick video and show you guys what her little hair trick um, video looks like. So let's play this. There you go. That was a very short version of her video. Um, so I just want to go real quick. I was I remember seeing something online, you posting some kind of a cuss word, and why are they using my video? So what happened with that? I heard somebody was using one of your videos uh, without asking permission of your hair trick. So it actually wasn't the video. It was okay. a photo from that video. Um, and a guy on the East Coast had put 
my face on one of like like the float towels or float rags or whatever. Oh. Okay. Um, and he said it's very vulgar, but in his post he had used it as like you guys can buy these and use these to wipe up your seat after a female gets a demo. And I was like, you're not gonna use my face as a cum rack. <laughs> so I was a little pissed. Um, he tried to send me some for so that I wasn't mad. And I was like, no, like first you didn't ask to use it or anything. And it was just like, I didn't wanna be associated with that. So we got into this huge argument and finally I think he stopped selling them. I mean, I'm assuming he made plenty, and I don't know where they ended up, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, both you ladies, um, I do want to talk about this a little bit. Uh, for those people that have listened to most of my podcast, you'll know that I talk a lot about how the women in our lives help make us what we are in the car stereo uh, thing there's no way I would be able to do all the shows I've done I've been doing shows uh, for 20 now I think I'm running on 22 years now I've been doing car shows uh, stereo competitions and with that being said um, there's no way I can do like, I could be able to do this without the support of my wife obviously um, Aaron so could you tell us a little bit how either I mean how will supports you because you're on the other end right so as a competitor so your husband's supporting you along with you supporting him yeah well I mean I'm the one who does everything so he has time to go and build the stereos and stuff like that so okay. he's, he's never in dirty clothes he's never in he's never hungry he's there's groceries there's you know coffee runs obviously done obviously take one look at will he's never gone hungry a day in his life yeah he, a lot of that's the 18 <laughs> years that i've been with him so he used to he used to be hungry uh, <laughs> oh that's some funny stuff right there but when he's in a time crunch he does get me in there helping um mm -hmm. and sometimes he does need littler hands than his giant ones to go you know wire something or hold something in a spot so he does get me in there when especially when he's in a time crunch and yeah. that seems to be every single time so. <laughs> so so tell us about your car that competed at world finals in 2008 well I had a little Honda coupe and some lady backed over the front of it so I needed a new car and I ended up with a four-door neon that didn't really work for me because I'm not really a four-door kind of car person well I wasn't come since to love them um, but it wasn't really a four-door car so I looked at him and I said you need to fix this because I'm not a soccer mom and then two two 12s that we already had that was being used from the previous year mm -hmm. and an amp we had and I I want to say it was probably a baseworks box prefab box okay he was like okay this is going in your car um, so we did and I just started going to competitions because we had some locally so it was easy drive and then I was just starting to beat all the guys. So local shops were putting on shows just so I could get enough points for Worlds. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, guys were coming up going, I want to use your CD. And I said, well, that's great, but it's tuned for my car, so good luck. <laughs> um, and then I was doing registrations at some of the shops, and they're like, oh, well, are you competing? I said, yeah. They're like, well, I don't want to be in your class. And I said, okay, so you can go against this one who's doing these numbers, or you can go in this one who's doing these numbers. And they're like, oh. So yeah, I got enough points and drove to world finals. So yeah. So but, so here, let's talk about your household here. So has Will ever won a national championship or a continental championship? Uh, he came in second in Laughlin. Okay. So there's only one of you guys that actually has a continental championship. Yeah, but I want to say he did more. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so lost. But yeah. he's, neither one of us has won a world's ring. I can tell you okay. that much. Um, he's gotten plenty of like high scores and stuff, but mm -hmm. like um, points champion and stuff like that. Okay. Just not actually the full-on ring part of things. Okay. I think it was stolen from him a couple of times, so there should have been like redones. But that's all on the. Yeah. So so what. Uh, class did you actually compete in 
in 2008, I was in street stock A. So that was like a rookie class. It was go to your local visions and pick up some gear and compete kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, there was an amp list at that time. Um, throughout the year, we found out that the amp wasn't actually on that amp list. That so sucks. we had to go in. We had to go and find a new amp, which you walk into Visions and going, I need a 1,000-watt amp, and they look at you and go, well, what do you need something that big for? <laughs> and I turned around on my heels and walked right back out because I was like, I'm not playing with these guys. Right. So we walked into a local pawn shop, and sure enough, there was an amp that was on the amp list, um, and it was like $120. So we're like, okay, that one. Threw it in my car, and I was doing the same scores as I was with the amp that wasn't on the amp list. So Perfect. <laughs> they didn't like me much after that. but. Okay. So, so what, what actually – so that got your start, but so did you meet Will at a competition, or – this is just you guys have always been together since you were like four years old. No, we um, we met through a group of friends, okay. and then after I divorced my husband, um, we got together, and yeah, he decided that life was too good to have the cooking and the cleaning all done for him, so he can't get rid of me now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Marissa can uh, can relate to that one. Uh, She's, uh, if you watch her on Facebook, she's cooking every single day, keto-free or whatever it is that she's cooking. Right, Marissa? Yes, keto-friendly. That's what it is, keto-friendly. Um, I'm, I'm not a girl, so I don't watch her stuff. I see it posted on my face, on my timeline. Um, my interactions with Marissa and how I met her is her and Thomas came down a couple of times to California to uh, compete at an event. They came to Autorama, which Thomas did the first online competition head-to-head -head against someone in Ohio for base race, and I believe he won that one, didn't he? Yes, he did. And he won that. The first ever online competition was her husband, Thomas, at that time her boyfriend, because they weren't even mm -hmm. engaged at that time. Uh, that was when she was Marissa Copeland. So I always have to catch myself because I met her as Marissa Copeland, so... Um, and then uh, her and, like I said, if you guys have been watching either my show or Lucky's show, when we talk to Gary Killian, we talk about his proposal to um, Leslie. And when we talk about that, him and Thomas came up with a plan. And Thomas, you know, got the mic. Hey, you know, I want to tell you something, Gary. Basically turned around and proposed to Marissa. How was that for you? This was at World Finals. In front of we probably had about a hundred people there or so 150 people um, and at that time I mean some of your closest friends in the car audio world right so how, how was that for you it was crazy because I was a part of Leslie's that's but right little did I know that I was actually taking her we went to go get booze from the gas station and we went so that Thomas and Gary could tell everybody over the microphone like their plans for that mm -hmm. night and yeah, so I was so excited because I knew about Leslie. I knew that she was getting the ring. Like I knew everything. Well, I thought, and then, so I was just shocked in all of the pictures. I'm like <laughs> crying. My mom was like, who died? <laughs> but it was awesome. And I'm so glad that, and a lot of our friends knew as well. So yeah. I'm excited that they all got to be there as well. It was really fun. No, that I knew. <laughs> What? Say again? I knew. Will and I were there, and I knew. Oh, that you guys were there, too. That's right. Yeah. So, and then with Leslie, um, she was starting to get mad at me because I kept sending her to the store for stuff. I was like, hey, I need change. I need this. I need that. <laughs> she told Gary, she goes, um, you know, I'm about done doing this, and but we needed that time to share with everybody. And like I said, um, of all my moments judging that right there is definitely one of my top top two three moments um you know being part of the growth in your guys's families obviously and uh you know gary's i've been friends with gary since he started competing um thomas hey i drove across country i even stopped in said hi to you guys you know stopped by saw thomas's shop as he opened it up checked it out i mean he's it's grown way beyond that now. Um, obviously, at that time, he was still working during the day and then spending 
<laughs> you know, another 10 hours a night after work to go and, uh, you know, start up his car stereo shop, which is, you know, that that's how you succeed in life is, you know, you don't wait for somebody to hand you something. You go out and get it, obviously. Um, Aaron, wh so are you competing at all anymore? Not currently. Um, <clears throat> strictly because I'm enjoying my new car without putting torture of subs and amps into it. Because mm -hmm. um, <laughs> we all know what kind of damage that can do. Yes. Um, but maybe if we started having competitions that are closer to home, I think our closest competition is four or five hours away. Ooh. And right now we can't cross the border. Right. So to go to a DB drag show, that's 12 to 13 hours away in Spruce Grove, Alberta. Okay. So how close is uh, DB Don to you? He's even farther than oh. Ray's shop. Okay. Yeah, because Don <laughs> picked up a meter, and I think he's going to start putting on shows too. Yeah. That's yeah. all in like another province from where I am. I'm in BC, and they're all in Alberta. So, so to get to all of those shows, it's 12 to 13 hours, and yeah, so, we can't do that two cars on a weekend. Just can't do it. <laughs> so the the people on the West Coast, they understand driving across states, right? And that's similar to your provinces. Um, yep. But your provinces are bigger than our states on the West Coast. The people on the East Coast, I hear stuff from them all the time going, well, you know, we only had two 3Xs um, in our state this year. And I'm like... Yes, but within a three-hour drive, you had 10. And a three-hour drive in California, you aren't even out of California. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's three and a half hours to the border in any direction for me to get out of California from where I live. So, you know, um, people don't quite understand. You know, you're talking about when you just just moving one Providence, what does that take you, five, six hours? No, longer than that. I think just to get to the Alberta border for us is – nine hours yeah i want to say see and wyoming the same thing it, even though it only took me i think four hours or three and a half hours to drive all the way through wyoming man there's nothing there so it it felt like 10 hours yeah uh, it's forever <laughs> and, and they're in rock springs which is in the middle of forever so you just drive 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 and all of a sudden it says there's a town and that town just happens to be rock springs i called up marissa hey I need to get a hold of Thomas. I want to stop by and see and uh, stop by there. And like I said, had stopped for an hour or so and had a good visit and got to see all Thomas's cool stuff. Um, what about you, Marissa? You got anything going any right now? Um, so I actually took over Thomas's original truck okay. and put my 415s, both 7.5s, and I went with a, I think I have a 100-amp li limitless um, battery in there. Mm -hmm. um, but... I haven't competed with that truck yet. Well, I did here when we did our show, when we did our grand opening, but we haven't traveled with the truck yet, only to slam the first year, and it had barely just been built, so we just demoed the whole time. So I haven't competed, I don't think, since, gosh, not World Finals. I guess that was 2014. So I competed a little bit after that, but okay. mainly demoing after after that. Once we started going to slam, it was all just kind of demos. Okay. Um Hey, just so everybody knows that's watching, watching this right now, um, just a heads up, I may be going to slam. Actually, it's not maybe. I am going to slam. So Me too. I, Me too. I'm going to be there as a judge. So um, Gary Killian made a post about it a little while ago. Uh, uh, what's his name? Weber. Jeremy Weber hasn't had a chance to post. He's been really busy to uh, list the judges that are going to be there. So I'm going to be out there uh, hanging out at Slam, trying to help them get through all the cars, uh, have some ideas. You know, obviously you've been to Autorama, Marissa, and, you know, he tries to tell me, well, you don't understand how big and how many cars. I go, well, Jeremy, you've never been to Autorama. <laughs> Autorama's we'll huge. that Slam was crazy for the wait times. I competed the very first year, actually the same year that that video went viral. I competed in the Honda that year, and that was my last year competing there because the wait times were so long and it was so hot. I don't mm -hmm. know. It, something about sitting three hours next to your car that doesn't have AC or anything just wasn't it for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and so that was one of the advantages of Autorama, right? Because Autorama is always on Valentine's Day. 
Yes. So it's much cooler in California in February, and there were some that were pretty damn hot. <laughs> um, and I don't know, were you there the rain that it was torrential rains when we were doing Autorama? Were you there that year? I oh. don't think so. Okay, so we're, so we're doing Autorama, right? Torrential rain, just pouring. <laughs> and, uh, and as you know, I stand out in front. I'm interacting with people. I'm interacting with the crowd, interacting with competitors. And so none of the competitors got out of their vehicles. But I'm standing out in the middle. I'm just drenched. I just got water pouring off me. And I tell the judges, I go, hey, uh, were you there, Aaron? Because I know no. you guys came to some of the autoramas, didn't you? We've only been to one. Oh, okay. Um, and that was five years ago. Okay. Something uh, like that. Okay. So it was pouring rain. And uh, I'm telling the competitors, all right, hey, guys, we can start 10 minutes early, and I can get through this way easier, and I won't be in the rain. And all the guys in the cars, oh, no, we're fine. Just keep on going. We'll be fine. <laughs> and so I just got drenched out. Um, you know, I competed the, completed the event and whatnot. Um, uh, the last autorama I did, I believe we had 165 entries. So, um, you know, autorama's big. And then along with the uh, displacement of people, I let people know what was going on. And if they did not want to... Uh, participate that was up to them uh we you know autorama was also is also a car show and they had drifters at some point and they had concerts and they have all this other stuff going on but in reality autorama was awesome because they made us right next to the entrance so we were a big form of entertainment for them um i'm sure you guys gave out tons and tons of demos right marissa yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah, just demos galore. And we had people from Brazil that showed up there, Mexico, um, you know, people as far away as uh, Washington, Utah. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it was a very large show, and people were scattered everywhere. But we do live feeds so that you can see when you're up. And I announced four people out so that people know when to come up and get ready to compete. Because uh, when you have that many cars, you can't wait for people, obviously. Otherwise, you'll never, ever get done. Um, why is Dave Bradshaw texting me right now? He knows <laughs> I'm on here. All right. Oh, another announcement for you people that uh, don't know. So Dave Bradshaw talked to me and Lucky. And Lucky and I kind of had a talk about this before, but... Lucky McGovern is going to be part of This Week in Car Audio as a co-host starting next week. So for you guys that are not familiar, uh, Lucky actually started doing this and I was helping him. It became a severe chore for him and so he had to step back. And since he has now stepped back, I am going to um, continue this on and I'm going to take on the burden of making sure everything's going and he's just going to come in and have fun so i think it's a good help you know we're going to symbiotic relationships a good way to put it um aaron so you can't go do slam either right because our border's still closed to you yeah if we can't do anything we can't yeah i know we can't cross <laughs> the border at all uh -huh. um, unless you want to fly into the u.s and then you have to quarantine for 14 days when you get home. Yeah. And that's after two COVID tests because you have to COVID before you go down there and then when you come home. Yeah. So. Get your brain pan jabbed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's not even worth it. And I'm like, okay, well, there's stuff that I miss that we get from just down there. <laughs> like, I want to go across the border again. Uh, um, you, you guys might be able to surf city. Um, I heard today on the news that they were supposed to lift all bans on something on like June 10th or June 6th or something like that. Yeah, so. that's until they change their mind again. <laughs> which which our government does sometimes. And then you also have the, the issue that your government versus, you know, our government and they got to be on the same page to allow you cross the border, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Marissa, you're going to be at Slam, you said? Yes. And you're going to be there with Thomas's truck? 
Uh, so I don't know yet. So we're actually, we might be doing some, a B2 setup in the Pontiac. So I might actually be taking that instead. Um, All right. But we haven't quite decided. Our original plan was to fly in and just help the Sky High booth like we have the last couple of years. Um, and then Andrew and I kind of got a little fire going. So we might have a G8 set up here soon. <laughs> So, so for you guys that don't know, um, I'm kind of a Pontiac fan. Uh, my very first car I bought was a 76 Pontiac Catalina four-door. I actually put 412 or 415s in the trunk, built a box that was four foot wide by four foot long by two foot tall, opened up the trunk and slid it in. That's how big the, the trunk was on that uh, 76 Pontiac Catalina. I, I am 5'11". I would put my head on the armrest on the driver's side. My feet would not touch the passenger side of the car. That's how big that vehicle was. That was my first one. My second one I bought was a 77 Bandit Special Trans Am. Uh, since the day I bought the Trans Am, I have been, that has been my favorite car of all time. I love Pontiacs. I actually currently have a 480 horsepower 74 Trans Am sitting downstairs in my garage. Um, i huge fan of Pontiacs. And then I see Marissa post online, me and daddy with our Pontiacs. Yep. <laughs> my dad has a 76 Trans Am and just bought a, I believe it's a 2001 WS6. Um, and a year or two prior, I had bought a Pontiac G8 GXP. So I had looked for one for about five years. Um, there's, so there's tons of G8s out there, but there was only 1,800 of the GXP made, and there was only 860-something with the manual transmission, and I found one. It was a good deal. I couldn't pass it up. We bought it. The motor was blown. It was a terrible deal at the end of the day, and so we rebuilt the motor and everything. And so, yeah, I have my dream car now. It came out when I was 16. I was like, Dad, I have to have this car, and he was like, no, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> and, yeah, so Thomas and I both bought our dream cars. In the last mm -hmm. like five years, opened yep. the stereo business, and yeah. Yep. Hey, Aaron, have you ever considered doing base races? Kind of. So one person asked me, "What do you uh, currently have in your vehicle now?" So my guess is probably not a bunch of anything. But do you have something? No, my Lancer is actually stock. It. I have a little. I think an eight, and. <laughs> A thousand watt amp to put in there. We just haven't gotten that far. Okay. So, and of course, I got my purple sky high wire too. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just other things have come up, and with all the the new electronics in there, mm -hmm. they kind of Will isn't too comfortable doing it right now. Because yep. um, let's face it, he likes the older cars. Yeah. They're easier to work on, less computers and stuff like that, and fun to play with. Yes. Um, so one day we'll get there, but just right now, not so much. <laughs> so, um, Marissa, I would suggest to you to do Cyclone. Cyclone is fun. It's awesome. You leave your driver door open. You sit there and just let your hair blow and play your music, right? So yep. Cyclone is awesome. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Cyclone. Play low and loud. Um, yep. So, so how low does that uh, truck go? Do you know? Um, I think it's tuned low 30s, but it doesn't go much lower. We're oh. still working on the loading wall with it, so we didn't do a lot of testing and stuff before we had taken it to slam that first year. And once we got back, we were starting the business and everything so it's it's in a shop right now and hasn't played in like three years so. no I, I know he was trying to sell it so i don't know and no real so takers instead, yeah instead we sold the honda mm -hmm. um i sold the hondas to some kid in washington um he did 415s i don't know all what he did and then um he ended up blowing the motor a couple of times and then um, he was just kind of done with it so I don't know where the Honda is I think his parents might have sold it but then I was like well I'll take over the Chevy because Gary had given us that van so Thomas did the van I did the Chevy and instead of leaving the 615s like a smart person would because I would have like came out the gates doing 60s 
I was like, no, I want to do 415s. So here we are, not doing 60s with 415. <laughs> but it's fine. I'll be there one day. <laughs> no, I, I, and the other thing is like, Aaron, you know, even for you, so you don't want to beat up on your cars. Um, base race is freaking awesome. Top Dog is awesome. You can compete in 119.9 and underclass in Top Dog with your door open if you need the extra, you know, venting to get loud. So, um, <clears throat> the stock in that car is, yeah, no, not even close. <laughs> the Lancers are not good, but if you're going to throw a sub in there, don't even change out the head unit or anything crazy. Don't mess with the computers. Throw a line converter in. That's what we did in my cruise. And yeah. easy peasy. I have a 15 in the cruise as well. So I have subs in every vehicle. <laughs> Sounds like you got to drive down to Wyoming since, uh, Will ain't going to do that for you. Yeah, I'll do it. Bring it to me. Gladly. <laughs> as soon as the border's open. <laughs> Deal. Yeah. yeah. It's either that or I go and visit Ray. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A line converter would be super easy. They're 20 bucks. You pull the pillar, your door pillar here, and it wires directly into your speakers. So. Pretty sure that's what Ray was telling us about when he was here last. So. Yeah, just do that. Then you don't have to do a head unit or anything like that, and then you can keep your factory head unit and everything. So, like, mine's all touchscreen. It's got the Chevy MyLink in it. And when I first got it, there wasn't any aftermarket options. You couldn't even change the head unit in those. Actually, John Robbie, when he had the Slam Dually, he had an issue because he couldn't change his MyLink system in that one either. And so they ended up leaving it until something had came out for it. No. See. Yeah, I want I want to keep the deck in mind too with the with all of that. It's just yeah. The, the my link is really cool. That and the uh, what's the other one? The my, CarPlay. My wife loves CarPlay, so she's a big. Yeah, fan we do of all that. the new Alpines. All the new Alpines have the CarPlay and Apple Android Auto and mm -hmm. Apple CarPlay, and it's awesome. Yep. Listen to her. Like she's installing and stuff. Are Are you yeah. working in there? No, <laughs> but I do do all of our purchasing and everything. So. <laughs> yeah, and so everything that's coming out. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure you've heard Thomas talk about it more than once. Yeah. So yeah. no, that that's awesome. I like I said that those are those are the cool things. Um, Aaron, so for you, uh, I'd like to know what is your the most favorite event that you've ever been to, and what made it special to you. I enjoy surf every single year, mm -hmm. um, simply because how can you not? It's on the beach, it's wandering around a parking lot, it's not, you know, the Sunday is your rules, but the Saturday isn't really, you just kind of hang out with everybody, but yeah, I enjoy surf every single year, um, mm -hmm. really bummed out last year that we couldn't go because of the stupid borders, yeah. um, <laughs> I think I spent a week pouting about that one. Um, <laughs> But yeah, surf was really good. I really did love the Laughlin World Finals, though. Okay. Um, you were actually in Arizona competing, but the yes. hotel you were staying at was in Laughlin. Uh, it was like a what one minute drive to get back to the hotel. I never uh, drove it. I just walked it. It was that close. Oh. Well, I was lucky. I got to be passenger while the guys rode in the back of the truck. So that was, you know. Yeah. Um, and then the dollar margaritas at the the bar above the event, that was really good too. Yeah. Uh, you said those yeah. were stiff pours, right? She really, yeah. She really liked me, so I think mine were extra strong compared to everybody else. So. <laughs> um, the the Avi is the casino we were at, it, and um, it was actually a really cool place. It had stuff for kids. It had a kids zone right, where you can drop off your kids if you had little kids. You can go play on the beach, similar to Surf City. They had um, jet skis you can rent if you wanted to run around on the, I believe that's the Colorado River that goes through there. Uh, not sure, 100%, but uh, yeah, there was, I mean, there was just so much to do. Gambling, the, I mean, just like with Surf City, right? Going to the, to the, um, to the buffet and hanging out with everybody after the show or yep. just, those kind of things are moments that you can never get back and they helped form relationships within the community, right? Well, yeah, even after the world, after the event, yep. we ran into Andrew in the casino mm -hmm. and I think we joined him and his family for something to eat. 
I mean, he there was no way he was going to sleep that night anyway, so um, he was pretty excited. But yeah, we joined him to, for something to eat. Mm-hmm. There was like, yeah, there was so much to do there. Oh, we were yeah. all the, the crazy ones sitting in the hot tub in October. <laughs> I do remember that. And everyone is looking at us with their jackets on. <laughs> like, this is warm. <laughs> yeah. So, Marissa, what's your favorite event that you've ever been to or favorite memory of competing? Um, so, favorite memory of competing would be my first show, which was Autorama. That's the first show that I competed at with the Honda. Mm-hmm. Um, it was awesome because the elevation totally helped my score. I wasn't expecting to burp 156. Um, so, that was exciting. Um, and then favorite event, I think... I think now it's got to be slam because so many people go. Uh huh. Like you get to meet so many different people. Like yeah, we have all of our shows on the West Coast, and they're so much fun because we get to reminisce with everybody. But I definitely like meeting new people as well. So slam's been a blast, but Autorama was the best since it was the first time I ever actually competed myself. And so did you go there intending to compete, or did I kind of egg you? No, to Autorama. Yeah, so we built the Honda for Autorama. Okay. I, had, I got it, like, I would say, like, three months before. And like I said, we had to do everything. It didn't have headlights in it. It didn't have taillights. It didn't have anything but a box and a steering wheel. And it still didn't have suspension when you got to Autorama. So. No, so we tried to do some new struts and springs and yeah. stuff, and it was so rusted underneath that it became a trailer queen very quickly. Yes, I, I do remember that. I remember, uh, yeah, like I said, it was riding a little bit low. Yeah, so. and every time you hit a bump, I was like, <laughs> for like half a mile. Yeah, and so so even on Autorama, after Autorama, we all went to Applebee's. So, yes. and then hung out there, and um, was it, did that happen to be the year that Gary and I were talking about where uh, I ended up cramping up so bad that I was outside puking in the bushes while everybody was trying to eat inside? I think so. I think that might have been the same year. <laughs> uh, you know, it was way too far for me to drive. We had to get on the freeway, and I was like, "This thing doesn't like it. Only has four gears. Like, I'm doing like 50 miles an hour, and I couldn't keep up with everyone. I was lost. Yeah, it was, it was rough." Yes. Yep. 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 Um, so, hey, I just real quick, I want to run over here to a question uh, for Marissa uh, from Tiffany Paris. She's another lady. She involves. Uh, she's with her husband. Uh, they have a stereo shop called uh, SQ Sounds out of Barbados. And her question for Marissa is, you sound super knowledgeable about you guys' car audio business. Much respect is what she has to say to you. Uh, she does very she does very similar. So she helps her husband. And actually, that's their sole income is through doing their car audio business. Uh, her husband does the work part, and she does the front of house. So, um, definitely, she she definitely can relate with you guys. Uh, she's mentioned a bunch of times. It's uh, uh, really cool to hear about other ladies in the car audio industry. Um, that's really why I chose to do this podcast tonight. Uh, I wanted to have people on that were ladies. They were influential in the car audio. Um, people know who you guys are. Uh, Aaron, you're a little bit farther removed than uh, Marissa is but like I said you were the you were the first one I called actually Aaron and texted it, it, so that's the kind of impression you made on me competing at world finals okay so um, don't don't take lightly that you made it that far and that you were a continental champion your husband still hasn't done that yet right so I I applaud you. I think that's awesome. Um, but I wouldn't have been there without him. So. No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I, I agree with that 100%. You needed his support and his help to get to that point. No doubt. Um, you know, for me personally, I've been married now, I think it's 29 years, so 92. So, yeah, 29 years. Uh, we've been together for 31 years. And... Um, it's the the support I get from my wife. Uh, I mean, we're we're a team, right? Uh, one of the things COVID. So, for people that don't know me, when my middle daughter 
was in high school, I believe her sophomore year, so that would have been 2013. We chose, uh, I talked to my wife and I go, hey, you know what, our youngest kid is in uh, eighth grade and pretty soon we're not gonna have kids here anymore at home. And we still gotta like each other. We have three kids, our oldest is 28 and our youngest is 21. So, um, but you know, I told my wife, I says, hey, we're, uh, we're at a point, we gotta like each other when our kids are gone. We still gotta get along. So we started date night in the middle of the week because we figured if we can set aside time during our busy schedules, doesn't matter what's going on, we took Tuesday or Wednesday, it depended on uh, what time of our life it was, what we had going on. But in the middle of the week, we go and have dinner, set our phones down, and we couldn't talk about our kids. So it had to be between me and my wife, and it could be about business, it could be about my wife's a teacher, we could talk about her teaching stuff, but it had to focus on the two of us as partners. Um, COVID, we did that straight for up until 2020. So we did it for seven years without missing a single date night. Um, come 2020, we get COVID shut down, we don't have anything. Um, uh, to be honest with you, I kind of missed it. I enjoyed that time with my wife. I absolutely adore my wife, um, and we missed that. So we started getting HelloFresh, which I'm sure Marissa is probably really familiar with. Are you familiar with Aaron? Yeah, we have it here too. Okay, so we started doing HelloFresh, and her and I, That's what. so we can't go anywhere. Uh, they just actually just opened up our restaurants last week. But So we have HelloFresh. It comes to our house, and we sit there in the kitchen, phones down and we make dinner together every night so now we're doing it more nights a week but um you know but it's the same concept right we we have to enjoy each other's company there's there's more to life uh than business and work and especially when you have a partner um it's a like i said it's just a huge deal to me uh about how the other half of somebody else's life is so instrumental um thomas he quit working and went to full time at the stereo shop that had to be i mean i know he would never ex probably not express it to marissa how scary it was for him but you know it, it's stressful it, i mean he he's he's the man of the house and you know if you you know buy into older norms and for me and my wife we absolutely did my wife stayed home and raised our kids um, I'm sure Thomas and just talking to him he he intended to be the breadwinner in the house and he wants to be and that's and that's a goal for him I I truly believe that and seeing what he's done and it's scary <laughs> and it really really is and if Marissa didn't stand behind him there's no way he could open that shop up and just gave up the job that he had with a steady 40 hour a week paycheck you know um yeah, it was very stressful it and was. you know health insurance for a couple yep. years after that so that was stressful but mm -hmm. we have health insurance he's doing great we have a couple employees so yep. my five-year goal is for me to be down there full-time because i also do all of the back-end stuff but i do that after my eight to five yes yep. and, and aaron i mean like you said earlier um I'm, I'm sure Will understands and knows, <laughs> but his life would fall apart without you being part of his life, you know? Um, you keep oh, yeah. his clothes clean, you keep the food on the table, you do the grocery shopping, you know? Um, and not only that, you work your regular job, your nine to five, call it, and then you come home, and I mean, I don't know how well you can see in the background, but she does t-shirts and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I've got a pack of, uh, a bunch of orders that I have to get done this week that are sitting right beside me too right now. So, yeah. So it, it you know, um, I, I, this show 100% was about trying to show that there's, there's more to what we do than what people see in the lanes. Uh, we absolutely go there. We have a great time. We doing it. Um, I encourage my wife to come. She doesn't like to come anymore. It's not really her friends. <laughs> you know, it's it's just not 
her scene anymore. You know, she she used to do it to come and help me out, um, but she's she's past it. You guys enjoy it. Um, uh, this week, actually, I had to go help my wife sell jewelry. <laughs> um, yeah, that <laughs> definitely wasn't my scene. Sitting around a bunch of women selling jewelry, but you know, uh, there's things we have to do in life to uh, make the others happy, right? Um, and, and like I said, I, I appreciate you guys coming on. I, you know, uh, can you guys speak to any of that stuff? Or oh yeah, for sure. Um, there's days where I go on strike and I tell Will flat out I'm not cooking dinner, and he'll be like, "Okay, where do you want to go?" We'll get in the truck or the car and we'll go and grab dinner if he knows i'm having a bad day we'll go for a drive just to chat or sit in silence and just drive and look around but you're not looking at your phone you're not looking at a computer mm -hmm. i'm not trying to design something <laughs> it's just plain out just the two of us and gone for a drive so mm -hmm. that's that his way of taking care of me is to shut my brain off for an hour while we're out so and it's not easy to do i bet no <laughs> <laughs> what about you marissa we tried the whole date night so when he first started he mm -hmm. worked at his nine to five and then he was down at the shop all the time and at first i was down there a lot you know and then it kind of gets old after a while <laughs> and we have both of our dogs up at the mm -hmm. house and so um, there would be just less and less time that we saw each other. He was work I was working from eight to five. He was working from nine to six, and then he would go straight to the shop after. Sometimes I'd take him dinner. I'd be like, "Fend for yourself." And then we were like, "Okay, we need to make a date night." So we started doing that right before COVID hit, of course. And then COVID hit. So now we just watch shows together every night. Even if he gets home at nine thirty, ten, we watch one episode of our show together before before we go to bed and that's helped a lot but date night was definitely fun and we've been open since like may we haven't really had any closures thomas never actually had to shut down which was really really thankful and then i worked um remotely only for like three weeks probably and then they're like okay come back in we're fine let's go yeah so, filming was very lax but we're the fourth largest state with like the least pop. I'm pretty sure we're the least populated state. So you are, uh, you are the least populated state. I I can't I remember. Think the fourth largest. Yes, state. yes, because uh, Rhode Island almost doubles your population, and it's like one tenth your size or something like that. Yes. I remember reading about that one time. I was like, yeah, that's so awesome. We have a lot of we have a lot of not not a lot of people, so we were able to get back to somewhat normal. Um, working wise and yeah thomas never had to shut down so that was really really good <laughs> yeah and, and and you know obviously you guys uh, you guys as you and thomas um have built a reputation up there in rock springs for high quality car audio you know um your installs are good i know he does a ton of remote starts being the cold weather climate you are yes so. we do remote starts from about october until end of march yeah so, I mean, that that's really cool. You guys get an opportunity to do that. Um, yeah. And, and so, Aaron, what, what does Will do? Doesn't he do some kind of construction? He is a red, red steel carpenter. So he could, he could actually go and work in the States because he's certified for it. He can go across Canada and work anywhere because he's certified carpentry. So Okay. Is, um, is that what the red seal is? We don't have that yeah. in the States. So. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so we would be considered journeyman carpenters. So I've been a journeyman carpenter since 96. Um, so I, I would suspect that's very similar to what he is. I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, and it's funny because when we bought the house, he was actually going to school. So he had no income coming in besides employment assistance. So it was just <laughs> like, uh, yay, we're yeah. doing this on my salary, yay. <laughs> <laughs> See, and, and, and like I said, those are the kind of things that are super important. Uh, Leslie and Gary Killian, right? Um, and it kills Gary uh, that he's needs Leslie's help. I mean, Gary's Gary's a very prideful man. Um, I'm not trying to say that in a negative way, but he expects that you know he's leading his wife and doesn't want her to struggle and doesn't want her to do. Uh, 
you know, doesn't he? He wants her life to be as best as he can, and I truly see that in both Thomas and Will. Uh, whenever I see you guys together, uh, absolutely one hundred percent. Um, I could see that you guys are the ones that bring them up. That's not even a doubt for me. Um, part of the reason I wanted you two on here today. So that that's like I said. I I mean I can't express how how great that is to me to see that in relationships um and so you guys know me doing the car audio thing uh when i put on my shows you your families are the ones i'm looking for uh to compete uh the big deal is if i get somebody that's committed to a family and they can bring their family along the chances of them coming back and competing again are very high because it shows that they're they can commit to something that they follow through and they want to see stuff blossom and get better. You know, they do that with their relationships. They do that with their work. Um, and not that there aren't exceptions to it, but my demographic that I look at for a competitor is a family person, most of the time male, because, you know, men are macho and they want to show, hey, this is all about me. Check my stuff out, right? Um, and uh, Marissa's got a little bit of that. Uh, comes from her cheerleading days, I'm sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Aaron's a little more demure. I don't see see that as much in her, but um, she absolutely supports Will in every facet. And, and I keep trying to get her to say how great she is versus Will because she's better than him and beat him. Uh, has a greater accomplishment, but she won't even do that. No, he understands it way more than I do. Um, <laughs> I'm I am happy just making sure he's taken care of while he's doing something he loves like that. Uh, if I get a competition vehicle and get to, let's face it, beat some of the boys out there who think they're so great, um, that's just a bonus. But uh, yeah, um, I I want to see him happy, and I just like the traveling of it. And yep. I mean, we've had some pretty wild trips. We drove a Suzuki Swift with a flat wall in it to Dayton, Ohio. That's 40 hours driving each way. I mean, my our luggage was the size of most people's purses, and that was our luggage for two weeks because that's what would fit in the port. Right. Um, you know, we've, we lost a transmission on the way down to Lake Paris, California. I remember that. It cost us more in transmission fluid than it, than it did in gas in that car. We barely made it home. We put our last um, pint of transmission fluid five miles from the house and kept our fingers crossed that we were going to make it home. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we've had some pretty wild trips. We lost a starter in Montana and couldn't actually compete in the show, and then it took, like, the entire small town to try and find us a new starter <laughs> on a long weekend that was mm -hmm. three hours away. Um, yeah. It's, and it's that's those the kind. Those are the kind of cool things that this community does, though, right? I mean, everybody tried helping you to find what you needed to find to get home, right? Oh yeah, we tried starting that Swift with a giant drill and a, um, <laughs> and a, a, like a belt drive. Oh we yeah. We tried to start it that way, and if we got it started, it was going to be all right. We're heading for home, and we're not going <laughs> to turn the car off. But we have to get gas. Um. It, yeah, people were looking in people's backyards in Montana to try and find the right Swift with the right starter. Of course, a Canadian car in an American city on a long weekend. You can't do it. Um, yes. It, yeah, some of the memories are just there. So. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, and, <clears throat> excuse me, that's also what I tell these new competitors and we try to show on this show is the, the memories that you create by going to these shows. And competing and being part of the community are just uh, like I said it, it's I can't express it, it I don't know the right way to express the joy and the lifelong memories that you create when you go to these events and then you come in and you compete I mean what did it take for you to compete Marissa I mean it's just you were just an attendee from when you were what 16 years old and then all of a sudden you competed. So what, you know, what made you do the little switch? 
I wanted to beat Thomas. That's a great answer. <laughs> By the way, he just poked his head in here. I know, he just pulled up, too. He said, hi, I'm, I have my comments pulled up over here. Sorry, oh, okay. I'm late. Hi, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to beat Thomas, and uh, never in DB Drag have I, but at our show for um, our grand opening, he competed in 139.9 base race because it was only me and him, and I whooped him. He went over. There you go. How to control it. <laughs> uh, and, and so, Aaron, what what made you switch from supporting Will to competing? Just opportunity, or getting a four door car and realizing that I was way too young for a boring four door car <laughs> it wasn't the car I wanted. I wanted a Lancer at that point, but I couldn't find one that was decent, and I couldn't afford a brand new one. Yeah. So I ended up with. Uh, neon that our car dealer friend hooked me up with mm -hmm. and yeah it was way too boring so it had to have something else into it yeah hence and, the two alpine 12s and a thousand watts yeah <laughs> and, and so i mean for people that have never competed and are watching this um would you say i mean you, you definitely want to compete right because it it's just you get some mo so much more out of the event when you compete. Would you guys agree with that? I would say definitely watch, like, go to a couple shows and be a spectator mm -hmm. to kind of get your roots and your bearings. Okay. Don't necessarily go and aim for the big class, but mm -hmm. go and have fun. Go Base and, race. You know, Top yeah, dog. see what you can do. Um, you know, you let's face it, if you're going for the big classes, you have to have deep pockets. Yes. We, if we have littler classes, I mean, and that's why when I competed, it was literally, it was, Will had abused those type R's the year before in his blazer. Yep. And that's what we had. We couldn't afford anything else, but it was fine with me. Threw him in a box, threw him in my car. I was happy. Okay. You know? Oh, yeah. Bumping no. down the road in my now not-so-soccer mom car and, uh... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that that those those are great things. So, um, so, so I know you weren't part of it, but you did compete, um, Aaron. We also like to kind of close these things up. Uh, Jade apparently didn't make it. Sorry, Jay. <laughs> we'll uh we'll talk about your show in just a minute, but um, we like to close these things up. And do you have any tips, tricks, or mistakes that you made while competing that you can help a new competitor? not do how about you Aaron in world finals I tried to play the game in 2008 and I tried to let the person go and put up their score first mm -hmm. and I tested my nerves and waited till it was only 15 seconds left and then I put out my score and my amp had never ever ever cut out and never turned itself off except for on that run Mm -hmm. And I barely had enough time to get it turned back on and going again mm -hmm. before the time was up. Don't play the game. Just <laughs> put your score up there. Honestly, just put your score up there. It was the most stressful thing ever. So okay. I don't know how people do it all the time. I really don't. All right. How about you, Marissa? <laughs> what would you say? Um, any tips or tricks or uh, mistakes? to help a new competitor uh, not make during a show? I would say that I had it perfectly made. All Everybody was so nice and so willing to help me. Mm -hmm. um, like Afro and all of those guys, I learned so much. Like I didn't know what frequencies were. I didn't know what the bass knob was. You know, like I was learning it as I go. And I think my biggest tip for people just starting is to ask for help. Like especially those guys like I would walk up to Gary Killian and be like hi you don't know me I'm this little blonde from Wyoming but will you please come sit in my car and see what you think or you know what I mean like mm -hmm. you just have to put yourself out there because I see a lot of young kids and stuff getting into the community and they get surrounded by all of the crap talking and all of the people that are you know just tooting their own horns and trying mm -hmm. to you know be rude mm -hmm. and I think that discourages a lot of people which 
I have a thick skin, so I didn't care, and I'm very loud, and I will tell you how I feel, but a lot of people won't, and they get discouraged and don't want to compete because of those reasons. Mm -hmm. So I would just say, find your click, find them fast, and they will be your click forever. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, just find your friends and find the true people that are here to just have a good time. And I will say, I've never seen anybody turn down wanting to swap demos, right? Nope. Everybody loves to swap demos at, a, at an event. That's really, really cool. Um, so, Aaron, is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, sponsors or what you're doing, your little business you got going on? No. <laughs> I mean, most of, you, most of you guys are in the States. So there's, okay. you know, everyone next door has a, a vinyl machine or whatever happening down there. Um, I mean, up here, I just... Bring me your weird and your fun projects, and I can kind of do them. So um, it keeps me busy, and it keeps me out of Will's hair, so he can work on whatever he wants until he needs something from me. <laughs> okay. Uh, Marissa, you got all kinds of things. Tell us about some of those real quick. I have everything. I know you do. <laughs> so if you guys need any car audio equipment or anything, come to O'Brien Car Audio. We would be more than willing to help you guys out. Um, we do ship nationwide. And if you guys already are in with the Sky High gang, that's fine too. Use code MightyMar for some money off of any item on their website as well. And I think that's it. Oh, come on. <laughs> Tell us about all your keto stuff. and. <clears throat> so I take uh, pure therapeutic ketones, which put your body into a state of keto ketosis in 59 minutes or less. Um, it helped Thomas and I both lose over 40 pounds each. And, and he's looking sexy, I will say. You hear that, Thomas? <laughs> um, yeah, and so we just do that. It's better energy, mood, focus, appetite suppressant, sleep, digestion, mm -hmm. uh, just overall a really great supplement, and I've been taking it for three and a half years now. Okay, and where can they uh, see you with that stuff? Um, you guys can just go to my Facebook page, which is just Marissa O'Brien, or MightyMar.ShopKeto.com. Okay, cool. Um, and for you guys that don't know, this Friday night will be in Fresno. Oh doing a db drag we're gonna it's gonna be a night show 6 p.m start 8 8, 8 p.m will be brackets we want to try and roll up and be out of there by 11 p.m uh we're gonna have the same awards we're gonna have also the uh top dog and all that other stuff except for this will be the first show we're gonna offer it and it is going to go viral i'm sure but we're adding a thing called beat the boss so if you win your base race class I will borrow a vehicle that's already in the lanes and I will compete for $10. You can bet me and I will beat you in base race. If I do not beat you, I'll pay you back $20. I'm just saying the last time I did it, I, w I went 9.9 .9 twice in a row in a car I've never even sat in or heard before. And then the third time I was trying to get on the mic, well, 129.6, 9.5, 9.6, 9.6, 9.5, 9.7. And I look up and I'm like, oh, crap. Because I was doing too many things and I couldn't adjust the knob and read numbers and look at both scores. So that won't make that mistake again. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I can go 9.9 .9 for days in a brand new car I've never even been in. So that's a new thing we're offering at these events. I'm still trying to get a hold of Base Girl again. She was supposed to send me some information about the hair tricks. Um, I'm sure Aaron's seen those at the show, so we are going to try and yeah. incorporate those. Uh, we we posted a ton of events so far. We got four events in Reno nighttime shows, four events in Fresno nighttime shows, and also we are going to have at least four events in Sacramento as nighttime shows this summer. So that's what we got going on. Uh, also, I will be at Slamology this year helping out judge the event. Uh, meet up with some of the friends I haven't seen in many years, but still, you know, have a great time. Meet up and do this stuff again. Um, and Lucky McGovern will be my co-host next week. We'll have Mike Misa. He used to work for um, Earthquake, and then he started his own thing called Car Designs, and he's been a shop manager for Car Audio, I believe he told me, like 26 years now. So um, he has a lot of information that he can share with us uh, about box 
building design, uh, getting young people into the sport, getting young people into uh, helping out the industry. Um, remember, uh, one other thing, we can, you can go to download this on iTunes or iHeartRadio. That'll be up in about an hour and a half for an audio-only version. This will be up on YouTube shortly as soon as I'm done here. I'll upload it to YouTube. Uh, like and share the heck out of this thing. We're trying to grow. Uh, once I get to a, a thousand views, uh, I got Salise Harrison. She'll come on and be part of this thing. And so for you guys that don't know, and you know, as much as I talk to you young ladies about what's going on with the ladies supporting nobody in the world has any clue how much Celise does to assist Wayne. Um, she, with, I, in my opinion, I truly believe Wayne would not be anywhere near as successful as he is without Celise. Um, she does more for DB Drag and Wayne than most people will ever know. So I can't wait to get her on here and uh, discuss, you know, what she does uh, to help the competitors, what to help she does to help the judging, what she does because she puts together all the world finals. So what she does to do that and what she does to help Wayne. Let Wayne do what he does. I mean, the Wayne, Wayne is a brain and lets him use his brain and, and takes care of the other things like Aaron said. Takes care of the household stuff. Takes care of, you know, front-end business stuff. So Wayne can use his brain and, you know, I mean, Wayne's done so many developments for car audio in, in the years he's been doing this. It's just phenomenal. So look forward to that. Like I said, Mike Misa, he'll be on next week along with Lucky McGovern. I want to thank everybody for watching today. And if you guys have any questions or whatever, you can hit me up. Um, any ideas for guests, we'll hit, hit those up. But we're going to have start having shop owners on here. We got Jay's Alarms. He's going to come up before his next event next month. Uh, talk about what he does at his shop. And uh, like I said, you guys have any other suggestions for guests? Uh, either hit me in the comments or and tag me or hit me a messenger. And I will do my best to run them. All right, guys. I want to say thank you for tuning in. And we are out. Whoa, whoa.